0: Also, in June, on the 8th and 9th, is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. It can feel like our family of origin defines us. That wherever we came from, that's who we are, and we can never escape from that. We can't claim a different life or a different path. In this episode, I'm reading out of Hope for Today. It originally aired as a bonus episode, and what it's talking about is owning our own freedom being able to let go of our past let go of our past relations with families and stand in our own spiritual strength and i thought this was a fabulous soul recovery topic enjoy the episode welcome to the recover your soul podcast a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life my name is reverend rachel harrison i started recover your soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism codependency and control addiction i was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed for us to overcome external circumstances we need to turn the attention to ourselves focusing on our inner change and healing positive results in our lives will follow. I love reaching out and grabbing my hope for today daily reader and seeing what is on the day that this is going to air. So this is going to air on May 19th, 2023. So I picked up the daily reader and I read it. And at first I thought, "Now that doesn't really resonate. I'm not sure I really want to talk about that. But the thought for the day was hope leads me to the future. With the support of Alanon, I can free myself from the past. And that really spoke to me because there's so much of soul recovery which is around letting go of the past. And so I thought, yep, that's exactly what we're going to refer to and I will speak on from the soul recovery perspective today. So I'm just going to go ahead and start the beginning of the reader and as I usually do reflect on it as it appears and is in part of my life. Here we go. So May 19th in Hope for Today. It reads, My favorite great aunt is dying, and I want to write her daughter, my cousin. My hand shakes as I face the empty card. I was the black sheep, the runaway, and my father was the one in town that was drunk. I haven't seen my cousin since I left home, and I'm still ashamed. This has been the legacy of alcoholism for me, no matter how much good I do in my life. How well I rear my children, keep my house, do my job, or how much community service work I do, I'm still ashamed to talk to people who knew me as my father's daughter. Yet, if I don't send the card once my aunt dies, I'll lose touch with the whole branch of my family. My children may never have the opportunity to know their cousins, which would continue the legacy of isolation and shame. Three years of Al Anon remind me to keep it simple and to change what I can. I write a brief note in the card and seal it. Mail it and let it go. Whether I receive an answer is not important. What is important is letting go of my shame and perpetual feelings of failure. Only by parting with them may I open the door to a new life filled with possibilities. And then it reads, the thought for the day. Hope leads me to the future. With the support of Al-Anon, I can free myself from the past. And then the quote is from Alateen, Hope for Children of Alcoholics, page 56, and it reads, If we live each day to the best of our ability, we will soon find we don't have time to worry about the future or regret the past. We will be too busy enjoying life. So there's a lot in here that I think is so beautiful and great to talk about on our soul recovery journey. And the first that I want to talk about is just how profound the effects of alcoholism as a family disease are for not just the alcoholic, but for everybody else in the family. And this black sheep, this shame of how somebody else behaved is real. And there are so many of us that feel this feeling of how do I stand in the strength of who I am without it being attached to my family of origin. And we spend a lifetime trying to stand on our own two feet, trying to discern who we are, trying to disconnect. And it's a process that some of us make, and some of us can't ever get away from those tethers, from those cords and those ties of dysfunction. So the first piece in all of it is really just to forgive yourself. And to realize how complex it is to be raised in addiction and that when we can separate out the behavior from the person, the behavior of addiction from the human being, the soul who had this disease, we can start to have compassion for those people For our parents, for our brothers or sisters, for our grandparents, for our friends, our other family members. And we can separate out that part where we're taking it personally, where we feel like something happened to to us that is damaging to us. And we're claiming that as, as our own. When the truth is their disease, their addiction, their dysfunction is uniquely their own to hold. Now, it does affect us. It affects us when we were younger and how we set up our systems and our belief systems and our patterns and what we needed to do to survive. Absolutely. But in this passage, what I really love is that it's talking about the need for us to release that shame, to let go of that guilt, to let go of what is not ours to hold any longer. And she talks about how no matter how hard she works to be this different person, she was still holding on to that shame and that fear and that attachment to being the black sheep, to being her alcoholic father's daughter until she came into recovery. Now in soul recovery, we're talking about much more than addiction to substances or to behaviors. And many of you have come here because of that in your life. You've come because you were negatively affected in some way by somebody who has an addiction. But soul recovery is around looking at the greater part of yourself, the bigger part of yourself, your connection to the divine, to higher power, to spirit, to God, to whatever you call it. That is your relationship to make. And remembering that you're whole. Remembering that this upbringing that you had does not hold you. It does not tether you or bind you in any shape or form unless you choose for it to do so. In soul recovery, we're learning to take our power back and we're learning that we don't have control of anything else outside of us. We want to. I know I want to. <laughs> But the more that we surrender and the more that we open our hearts to this place that says, I can feel and touch those parts of my life that were painful and hard and traumatic. And I can have memories of a family member who wasn't there for me for whatever reason, whether it was an addiction or just neglect or dysfunction and i can allow myself to touch those parts of me that need compassion and tenderness and grace and they need love and they need to be healed and now i'm going to choose in this new path of my life this new way of being to not have attachment to those memories to those events That I can stand and feel the separation, feel that detachment that says, that was then, that happened, that is true. But I don't have to continue to press play on those memories, nor do I need to continue to embody those feelings of shame. I believe Spirit wants you to let all of it go. I believe that there is love and compassion and tenderness and grace. And that the master teachers who came and have given us lessons, those are the lessons that they gave. And other people who created churches and dogma have rules and ways that you're supposed to be and fear was instilled in all of that. But when I listen to what the masters and those teachers actually said, they're generally around love. They're generally around acceptance and forgiveness. So this part of us that feels like we need to be a perfect person, that we have to do everything exactly right, that we have to have some sort of perfection, that comes from this desire to protect the part of us that got hurt when we were younger. Of course it did. And of course that's how we end up operating, that we want to set up a system that has certainty that doesn't have pain that is saving us, keeping us from the parts of our younger self that are still trying to protect us from those difficult situations that we are in. And it only makes sense that that's how we operate. Of course, that's how we operate. If you're ready for soul recovery as a spiritual coach, I can support your healing to help make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. You can also work in smaller groups by taking a deep dive in a zoom workshop or with me in person at a retreat or an event. Join others on the soul recovery path once a month for the free zoom support group or daily on the private Facebook page. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions with me or find all the information you need about soul recovery dates that are coming up and how to register for those groups and workshops to support the podcast and the community check the links in the show notes to make a small monthly donation or a one time donation of your choice that will make a huge impact to support this community and the soul recovery mission together we can do the work that will recover your soul but we can let that drive us and have control of us in ways that start being unhealthy that if everything isn't exactly as perfect looks, that our discomfort is so great that we start to control and need everybody around us to conform, to show up for us in ways that we think are going to make it so that it's certain, so that it looks perfect, feels perfect, and then we don't have any pain. Being human is painful and full of joy. I've said many times that it isn't The pain that is bad or the pleasure, it's our suffering that we get from our attachment, our clinging, our desire for it to be something different. And so when you look at the story of this woman who was ostracized from her family, who was isolated from her family due to somebody else's choices, somebody else's behaviors, she doesn't have control of what they think of her. And that's strength to realize and recognize that who you are as a human being, who you choose to be, the choices that you make in your fullest, truest self, that's where your power is and that it isn't about doing everything just right, perfect, so that you're seen by the rest of the world as having healed something or done something that makes it so that you can be forgiven for whatever the errors were or the hardships or the sickness that somebody else had. It's about standing in your own strength and knowing that you can weather the storms and that other people's opinions and beliefs about you are theirs. To not take it personally And so, when she writes that letter, what she's doing is she's standing in her personal strength and saying, This is important to me. And this person was important to me. And I'm sorry for the loss. And I'm grieving. And I feel that hurt. And I want to express my condolences and my sympathy. And when she lets go of the need, For the other people to respond to her or think of her in a certain way or be a certain thing for her or even release her of the shame on their end, she stands in a strength that is beyond anything that anyone else can give you, an inner peace that's beyond anything that anyone else can give you. When we live our own path and walk our own way, and just like it said at the very end, When we are in this present moment, living our present moment, being our truest, fullest selves, connected to our higher power, following the guidance, being in our existence, turning our attention to ourself, listening to the still small voice that is guiding us to our highest potential, our highest, greatest good, even through hardship, then we don't have the time or energy to be expending our regret or our pain or rumination on the past. We can experience it from the perspective that says, yeah, I walked through that. I did that. That was hard. That was difficult. That was painful. And we let go of the attachment that creates the suffering that says, oh, if I had only done that, or if my dad had only been like this, or... How do I heal these pieces? I want to go back. I want to change it. I, I regret this. I wish that it was different. I wish I was different. I'm not enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. We let that go. And we stand in the strength of right here, right now. And then we don't have to worry about the future either because we trust and have faith that it is leading us guiding us allowing us to move forward in ways that are new we're charting new courses many of us didn't have family members that gave us the path the maps of how to have happy healthy relationships happy healthy communication so many of us are trying to chart a new course a different way of being that wasn't modeled for us And it can be strange and it can be scary and it can feel uncomfortable, but you're doing it. And you're doing it partially by allowing yourself to let go of what other people want from you and what you want from other people. Keep it simple, she said. Keep it simple to me reminds me that I don't have to go down a rabbit hole that I don't have to figure it out for everybody else, that it doesn't have to be complicated, that I can I can take the route that feels right for me instead of the route that somebody else is asking me to walk, a path that somebody else is asking me to take. The path of soul recovery allows you to see broader to step back, to zoom back out of the microscope of our lives that we're generally looking through and see the larger picture that includes the fact that everybody is out here just doing their thing and that although painful things happen to us, we don't have to take any of that and feel like the world is attacking us, that we can let go and say, it is complicated for everyone. And addiction, in particular, is a disease that takes people over and makes them become something that is not what they wanted to be or who they wanted to be or what they wanted to do with their life. And it doesn't give them a clean ticket to say that the way that they've treated you is okay. What it means is that you can have compassion and detach and step back and say, I don't have to own that behavior. I don't have to listen to those words and believe them. I can see a human being who is struggling. And when we look at our lives outside of addiction, we come across people all the time who are wrapped up in their own microscopic view of their own life and their own needs and their own wants. And their ego that says, I want what I want and I don't want to have any pain, bumping up against our ego that says, I want what I want and I don't want to experience any pain. And through that, we get attached and we have a lot of suffering. So as we use this reflection, I hope the takeaway can be the reminder that whatever has happened to us, no matter how far down We have gone, they say in the rooms. There is hope for us that we can always wake up the next day and make a choice to be the person, to live the life that we are here to do and to be. And that whatever family, whatever dysfunction, whatever backdrop you have in your life doesn't dictate how you can live your life today. It feels like it does. And it is work to let all that go. And not everybody around you is willing to let it go. So you're often up against a battle of other people's opinions, but you're stronger than that, that you can stand in the strength of who you are, stand in the strength of your connection with your higher power and listen to that guidance and have the life that is right for you and not be held on to old patterns, old beliefs, being part of dysfunction that you can chart a new course for yourself, even if you weren't given a map. You can do this. And I always want to remind you that if you haven't booked sessions with me and you haven't done soul recovery one-on-one, it's amazing how quickly people make these amazing transformations. Their perception is changed through the work of being ready to be healed ripe to change yourself and for you to grow and let go of all this old tired baggage letting go of the rocks of shame and pain and guilt and grievance it doesn't take much when you're ready so i encourage you to book a session with me and just try it out we also have the support group which has been phenomenal once a month And I love having people come and be able to connect with each other and share their experience, strength, and hope in their soul recovery. We're in this together. I'm on the journey too. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of the recovery soul podcast and being part of this amazing and growing community. If you loved this episode and you want even more, there is a bonus episode with even more content every Friday. This is by subscription. You can access that by being a Patreon member. And there's three tiers of giving of your choice or an Apple podcast subscriber. Once you have subscribed, you have access to a whole back catalog of episodes as well. These have interviews, more book studies, meditations, and even more on your soul recovery journey to help support you. So I thank you for becoming a subscriber for this additional content and how it helps support this community. If you go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and I would love for you to subscribe to email updates so that you can keep posted with everything that's going on, different events, what dates are coming up, any reminders. There's only a couple emails each month. I hope you follow Recover Your Soul on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, the private Facebook community page, TikTok, and if you want guided meditations, look for Reverend Rachel Harrison on Insight Timer. I really encourage you to take advantage of the one on one coaching this is a unique intuitive connection between the two of us there are nine steps to soul recovery and i do use those nine steps to loosely guide us through whatever you're coaching that you need but really it's about creating a way for you to feel comfortable around your healing of your past looking at the situations in your life. What are the patterns? What are the beliefs that are holding you back? Breaking free from those patterns, breaking free from those beliefs, letting go of control, letting go of the people around you and how they are making you feel and taking your power back discovering who you are and who you want to be in the world and how I can support you to do this. It's actually not intended to be a long term relationship. If you want to try a session, there is a discount code for your first session with me just to see if it feels like a good fit. I really try to keep the prices as reasonable as I can. This isn't about trying to charge what coaches do charge. This is about me being able to make a living to support you on your path. I am here to support you on your soul recovery journey. And also you're sharing this podcast with your friends putting five stars, leaving reviews, really sharing this with others is growing the community. This is my great mission to bring soul recovery to a larger group that we are growing and supporting each other. And every time I'm in one of our support groups, and I see all those faces on zoom, and we share with each other what's really happening in our lives, and we connect or in a workshop. It just is so profound that we're doing this work together. We are supporting each other. And the fact that I can be part of your life means a lot to me. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for supporting recover your soul. And I know that together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.